Santa Mosso Shata Yanda da Mosso Koyanda da Mosa Shata Anda Mosa Kiyanda da Mosa Shata. God wants you to know that you have to know your pace and you have to be okay with your pace for your race. You cannot allow anyone to rush you. You cannot allow anyone to push you. You cannot allow anyone to pull you if you're not ready for the pull, the push regarding you and the next move. You and I have to be so okay with the way we think and not why we think, but how we think. And it teaches us what to think. You have to be okay with your testimony. You have to be okay with the things that you did was wrong. And you've been delivered from that. And you no longer are that person that you thought you were. You have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with your weaknesses becoming strong. You have to be okay who God sent your way to help you come along. You have to be okay with knowing that God so loved you as an individual and not you standing on somebody else's two shoes. You have to be okay. Knowing all the mistakes that you made word by word, it helps somebody else out today. You have to be okay on everything that you've been through. That you don't have to go through anymore, ever again. You have to be okay for whatever it is. Knowing whatever it is. However it came. How bad it may have seemed. But it's not that for you right now. You have to be okay to know whatever you went through that you had to push through. You no longer have to anymore. You have to be okay. See, when you're free, you can dance and joke and laugh and do the silliest things and don't even care. And people laugh at that because they see that you are aware of your freedom. Freedom is just dancing and not even trying to be cute. Freedom is giving God praise no matter who's around you. Freedom. Freedom paved the way for you. Are you okay with that? Look at John the Baptist. You sell in the word and you see in the word when you see in the word and continue to see in the word how radical John the Baptist, how he was preparing the way and proclaiming that as a declaration every day. Prepare ye the way of the Lord as he baptized throughout the day. And Christ was on the other side of the stream baptizing too. And someone said to John, look at that guy over there. He's doing the same thing as you. And John the Baptist, his word back in return was, his response to that was, the man you see over there is worthy than I. He's the one who you should be looking at. He's the one you should be over there with. And look how humble. Humility, a humble person is a person who just say, you know what? I know I'm good enough, but I'd rather release the honor upon you and take the attention off of me. And we have to be okay with that. Being okay with not having things go our way. Being okay with not having the light in our face 
being okay by knowing that we have the light on the inside. Being okay that we don't have a speck in not one or even the other eye. Have to be okay. Be okay with who you live with. Be okay who in your family. And even though things may not appear to be okay, you'll be okay with things being not okay. No, they will be okay. Okay? Be okay that things don't always happen the way you want them to. Be happy and be okay with the happiness that you feel on the inside of you. Be okay with admitting you don't know everything. You don't know everything. You didn't go to every place. You didn't meet every person. You didn't taste everything. You didn't wear everything. So how can you know everything? And still be so amazed to know that you're learning the things. Being free and saying, you know what? I did this and that and I'm okay. You have to be okay with your life, your purpose, God's plan, everything in it is. Are you okay with that? Is there any area in your life that you're like, I'm not okay with this? So seek God regarding it because he doesn't desire you to not feel okay when everything is all right. See, God wants to come together to get to know one another. When we were at the table yesterday and people know I get to them when it comes to eating, but I can wait till everybody eat first. If you get what I'm saying. So we're eating at the table. I'm trying not to choke because the food is that good. I'm just chewing and not even, I mean, just swallowing, not even chewing. You understand? <laughs> Jesus. And seriously speaking, everybody begin to pour out their hearts because of a game we played. Say something about the person on your right in one word. And of course, it's never going to be just one word per se. Because as you give one word, there goes increase. We release increase without even trying to. We preach without even trying to. We pray without even trying to. We exercise faith without even trying to. Why? Because it's natural. It's natural. Someone can say, raise your hands if you know the answer. And they just give out all the questions and you're just so excited. You know them all. You just start blurting them out. Wait, I said answer because it's natural to you. When we know the answer, we know to give it. So at the table, everybody pouring their heart out. And you can see tears coming out the face and the eyes of people. Coming down their cheeks, down their face. Flowing down their face. And people still smiling at the same time. And all I can do is give a word and say, how about God knew this day? During the times that we are testifying what we have been through during those times. During those times, he saw this day. He saw me sit. I got so detailed. I say he saw me sitting right here with this chicken on my plate around all of you, wearing what I have on, feeling the way I feel the day that I'm testifying I went through back then. So how much more he has in store for us if we just stay with him? Everybody's testimony is, I was lost, now I'm found. I was bound, now I'm free. Don't play with freedom. Don't play with freedom. Because freedom is not to be played with. 
I realize it's not about a date nor a day. It never was. Is that why we're not seeing how he want us to see a lot of the times? Because we're thinking about a date in a day. It's not about Kronos or Kairos. It's about God's timing. And this timing is not built or based upon a clock. Because to him, even a clock is a limitation. Because they only go from 12 to 12. Oh, God. It's a cycle. Different day, same numbers throughout the day. It would never be 13 o'clock without being army time, military time. It would never be. It will only be 1,300 hours, 1,500 hours, only if you tell it military time. But standard time is 12 to 12. And God moves outside of 12 and 12. God moves outside of January all the way to December. God moves outside of winter, fall, summer, and spring. God moves outside your birthday, my birthday, you know, any type of anniversary. He moves outside of that. He moves when he moves. And I notice his move is already a move that already has taken place already. So while he's moving, know that he already moved before. We're just seeing it through by we walking it out. Because every thought requires his move. His thoughts are his moves. The words he speak are demonstrations of what? His movements. So we have to be okay with his move. If I have to think about where I was and see how far I have came today. And he already knew that for me. There's no way I can forget anything could be on my mind that much, have anything around me that much that I cannot stop and say, I am so glad to be free. He knew I was sitting here on this bed during the times I was in another bed living a lie, a double life. Well, I can only serve one master. So I already made my decision. And many of us are afraid to testify. Well, let me testify. I'm no longer afraid of all the things I was afraid of. And it was just about everything. Because I grew up around too much stuff. I seen too many things. Five years old, get my hair pressed and a lady falls from the 12th floor in front of me. My mother has the balcony wide open. And I see her hit the ground. And people rush outside. She wasn't dead. Her body swelled up immediately and she tried to get up, but every bone apparently was broken. 
And they say that she probably was sitting on the edge of the rail on her balcony and mistakenly fell off while this five-year-old little girl sat there and watched. And I knew that my mother would flip out if she knew I was troubled. So I kept a lot of things inside to keep her from going off. On the playground, perceiving so well, there's a piece of brain on the ground. Wow, somebody's brains got shot out their head and they forgot to pick that piece up. Oh, well, get on the monkey bars. Come on, someone. See, the drug, you know, crack cocaine was as it is today with weed. That was their thing. It's no different than any other drug. You better believe. Because an addiction is an addiction. I don't care if you melt in a rock to a pipe. You still lighting fire to something to inhale. And becoming addicted to another substance. Even with alcohol. Even with TV. Everything that we plug in or light up, it gets hot. Even a cell phone. You on it long enough, it gets hot. Cook your food long enough, it's going to be overcooked. Beyond hot. It's going to be crisp. And I realize God is portraying hell. Because it all has to do with heat. Ooh, God. Sin has everything to do with heat. When we're lustful, our body gets what? Hot. I'm about to get up, Holy Spirit. I had no idea this was going to happen. It's all good. I'm trying to tell you. I'm telling you. Every time we get mad, we get what? Heated. Mm, mm, mm. Every time we drive and we heat it, we what? Burn gas. Woo! Come on, Holy Spirit. And we screw off the road and what? Burn rubber. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Having sex and you having it too much upper technically you what? You get burnt. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You smoke too much, you get what? Burnt out. Come on, come on, come on. I'm about to run. I'm about to run. Come on. Sin portrays heat. Heat. Because God created a place for sin. Hell. Which is hot. That's why we have to calm down and not get what? Hot. You understand? There's nothing wrong with testifying. You hear me? There's nothing wrong with testifying. I realize everybody is a writer. Everybody is an author. You have something to say to the world. You have something to say to the world. If we just talk about what he done for us, it paves the way for everybody who's in that same situation. And there are millions of it. Don't ever be embarrassed about your deliverance. 
Look how many that I know that you know in a wrong covenant or dating the wrong person. And them listening to me, how much more can they be helped? Whatever your story is, I don't care if it's smoking weed. Did Christ smoke weed? Did any disciples smoke anything? So who am I to say it's okay? Jesus had so many opportunities to drink wine. And he turned water into it. And we get that. Even at the supper, would you want to take? He said, not this time. The wine I drink with you will be new wine in the kingdom of heaven. No matter what we do, don't lose sight of your godly character. The world would tell us all the way from kids on up that we're not good enough because where we live. We don't have enough because of the amount that we do give. And many of us today put our hands into God's plan regarding his work because we're going to make sure we never live like that according to what they said. And we're working hard and working hard and working hard without even being on a job to make sure that we become successful, not even aware that success don't come with labor. Mm, success comes with love. I'm off. Jesus Christ. Success comes with love. Grace comes with love. And that's why it's called a labor of what? Love. It's not a labor for pension. It's not a labor for success. It's not a labor for anything that we dress up. No, we labor a labor of what? Love. That's it. God said freely it was given, freely give. That means that love don't cost anything. He's not saying not to let no one sow in your life and you give into somebody else's life. No, it doesn't mean that because he said be a cheerful giver. Let's allow love to take care of us. Let's allow love to take over us. Holy Spirit, break out. Because we were set at a table and everybody that were at that table knew something about me way back when. Wow, you were here that long? You remember I did that? And I'm going to tell you, don't judge a book by its cover. Always remember that. Because when I had to take my picture for my badge, that was the day I was playing in my makeup. And I was designing my lips. Looked like I was on cover magazine. And I had no idea it was the day to take the pictures for the badge. So I get there and they're like, you ready? For what? We're taking our pictures for our badge today. You get the email? No, I didn't check it. They sent it last night. Oh, that's why I don't check them at night. But I'll start. 
I didn't have my email set up as no app on my phone and have it open because if it's open, it's going to go off all day because a lot of spam mail that we get all the time. That doesn't look right. I'm sitting with you. We had dinner. It's ding, 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 ding. I had that many a times. Wow, you got a lot to do. Wow, people try to really get in touch with you. No, these are actually emails. You understand? I don't want to keep explaining and I don't want to want to perceive me wrong. So I just logged out. Because when you're with someone and you know you're enjoying the impartation, you don't want to seem like you're not all the way there. Being distracted. That means that you don't care. And God taught me that. I'm testifying. Many a times people ask me, what did I say? I don't know. Because I didn't care. I mean, I'm looking like, oh, wow, really? I became so accustomed to that. Oh, my goodness, what? What? And don't know nothing you're saying. I got so bored so fast in conversations. that It's like I, I'm gone with it. Like, I'm a person that's just direct. Like, you have to speak to me direct. All that, you know, talking about just you all day. And, you know, just uh, things that just, it doesn't matter. Some of the TV show, MASH. Just give an example. Something like that. I don't hear about MASH. Political party. You really lost me. <laughs> when it said this on this channel about this debate, well, guess what? Okay. <laughs> don't care. And it lost me so fast. So one day, this man, I'm at the harbor, sitting by the water on this big rock. And this man comes and this man says, got tired of all this mess. I, 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 I can't take all this mess. And I said to myself, he's about to come over here. And God said, Quenisha, be available. What'd you say, Father? Be available. Because I am. Listen to people. Because you are the vessel. And I'm the one doing the work. And what I do regarding all of you is listen before you even call. So why are you talking? How much more am I paying attention? So listen. Don't have me out to be who I'm not. Because I'm not a liar. Don't have it out to be where I don't pay attention. Because you don't want to. Pay attention. And I bless that man and everybody else. Now it's like you have my full attention. I stop everything. Yes, 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 yes. Talk to me. And one area I'm testifying that I really don't prove in when we're praying, don't move. Because sometimes when we're praying, I'm moving around doing things that, that you know, we are doing on our way outside the prayer. And I'm still, you know, with my head down, but I'm still backing up, trying to get things together. No, just stand still, kneel and pay attention and give God your full attention. And I'm being honest about it. No longer do I think about what I'm going to eat, you know, before I leave church. Just thank God for the food. Because a lot of times I'm thinking I'm going home to cook and I've been invited out. So just make room for what God wants to do. 
I remember times that I was like, it'd be best if I was at home. Too much happening in my life. I remember saying time, I mean, I remember times I was saying, excuse me, <laughs> that, Father, that <laughs> I hate it here. Now, how many others will be blessed by hearing me say that? Because many right now feel like that. I hate it here. I knew I was on a real assignment the day I was threatened to be locked up. My feelings were never hurt like that before in my life. Because that was the day that my mom wanted to hear me preach for the first time. And I was excited. So I began to speak and someone called the authorities. And they came and they excused me out of that place. And my mom was like, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. But you were great. My feelings were hurt so bad. And what happened was they called all this back up. And they're like, what did, what did she do? It's just one lady. What did she do? She's out here preaching. And they were like, that's it. Like, and they bust out laughing. I never felt so humiliated in my life. I felt like I was being crucified without any physical pain. I was being crucified with emotional pain. I was being nailed emotionally. I was being beaten emotionally. A crown of thorns on my head and spat on emotionally because they both just bust out and they passed it on. They all laughed at me. Like, that's so stupid. And I tried to hide back my tears as best as I could. I couldn't even look them in their face. I was just so hurt. I say, well, I'm not going to stop preaching. Well, if you don't stop, you may end up in jail. Well, if that's what God wants me to go right now, because I'm not going to stop preaching, like I said. They say, well, if you go to jail right now, there's only going to be one person in the cell. I say, it doesn't matter. One, none. There's always a word for somebody. It may even be for you. And the cop said, maybe, maybe it is for me. But you can't keep doing this. Now, outside you can. You're free. You're freedom of speech. But, you know, inside places, I know you weren't loud, but you still can. You have to respect. And I was in public. I was in public. I just wasn't outside. And I wasn't in a place that, you know, was, you know, to be quiet and silent. It wasn't no restaurant or nothing like that. Now, we don't be out of order. I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, you have people selling all kinds of things, making all kinds of noise, playing all kinds of music. You understand? Yelling and arguing all kinds of things like that. But I'm preaching here and that's a problem? No, we're not going to do that. So, I didn't know what to do. So I asked God, what do you want me to do, God? When we go to work? God said, go to work. I was quiet the whole day at work. I didn't say anything. The next day I went to the same place. I didn't say a word. And people were looking at me like, you're not going to say nothing today? I didn't tell them about what the police said. The next day, I'm sitting there quiet. The third day, 
God said, get up and say something. I got up and said something. And the people were saying, why were you quiet? I said, I was told that I couldn't speak loud here. I can't, they said I can say anything, but I can't say Jesus' name because a lot of different religions are out. But we still out in public, so what difference does that even make? Everybody wear what they want to wear all around town. Do what they want to do, in and out of through town. And I can't mention Christ when people out here mentioning Satan. People out here wearing fangs out their mouth, wearing all black, carrying swords and tear drops down their face. And until I can't say Jesus. People promoting witchcraft. People out here selling oil, bean pies, out loud. Bean pie, my brother? No, thank you. So I said, I cannot say his name. So when I point up, you guys know who I'm talking about. Do you know when I was preaching, I point up, they the ones who yelled his name? See how God used people to back you up because they see the God in you and they honor what you do for them? Okay, we're going to all risk our lives then. Okay, well, we all go to jail. Point up again. I point up. They all say, Jesus. People from all kinds of areas, all kinds of nationalities, all kinds of cultures. You had Asians, Indians, Afghanistanians, African-Americans, Africans, Caucasians. They were all on that train. There were nuns on there. People who didn't believe in God. There was a man on there that was a bodybuilder. And I used to call him Michael. He used to laugh. Like, oh my God. I couldn't give him the laugh for nothing. He just stand there, but he listened with his head down. And I said, you look like an art angel. <laughs> and he, he finally laughed. God knew where to meet him. He finally laughed. Because he knew exactly who Michael is. And he knew an art angel, that they, you know, posture. They, mannerism, they, you know. And he was like, he, he was nothing but muscle. And he was tall. I said, why wow, he look like Michael? <laughs> and he laughed. And the people were just, and the nuns came on there. Oh, I'm tired. It was like Sister Mary Clarence on there. I'm telling you, I will follow him. It was like that on that train that day. A woman was like, yeah, God, I'm angry at you, God. You took my mother away from me. So God gave her a word. I'm sorry, God. I know she's in a better place. One man walked off his job, got on the train. Go back to your job. Thank God you have a job. Okay. You talking to me? God loves you no matter what you do. Thank you, sweetheart. Even though we dress like women as men, we know he loves us too. I'm telling you. A lot of times I thought the older crowd would be more receptive. No, the younger crowd was. It was a crowd that I thought wouldn't want to listen. The young boys get on there with their pants hanging down, with the boom box playing all out. No, they were the ones who were saying yes. And the older ones were like, I don't want to hear that mess stuck down this morning. It's like, it's too, old, it's too old for this. Hear that crazy lady? That's how it was a lot of the times. And when I pointed up, they said, Jesus. And guess what? It said, doors opening. That cop got on the train. I say, I'm about to go to jail, but I don't care. And guess what happened? The cop said, do you need my help on the train today? Because I was standing on here to help protect you. Because you know what happened? 
When he went home, something had to happen for him to be convicted, to be converted that fast. They say from you can't do that to do you need me to help you? I'm willing to risk my job for this. I will stand on here till you finish. Even though I'm supposed to just walk around and secure the whole station. But I will stand here with you. Do you need me to help? In case someone try to be, you know, like I was? No, it's okay. I was threatened many a times. Shut up or I'm going to punch you in the face. One person spit, but it didn't reach me. And I realized, wow, I'm really like Christ. And I started thinking about the worst that can happen. If somebody spit in my face, what would I do? Nothing. Wipe it off. Wash my hands. Wash my face and pray for them. Now I know I'm like Christ. It's such an honor to be Christ-like for real, though. That's not my words to even say, I walk like God until. I'm Christ-like, but don't. No, there's no but or no until. I am who he says. <laughs> I asked Christ, I went on a fast. I didn't want no food, no drink. I didn't want nothing. I didn't want no phone. I didn't want no people. I didn't want to be bothered with my son. I just wanted to sit in my bed until I get what I was seeking from Christ. And I was like, you know what? To be like you is to do what you've done. Isn't that what you said? So how come I'm not doing like you've done? Exactly how you've done and even greater than what you have done, Christ. And I'm not the one doing the work, but why is it not to the degree I wanted to be Christ? Why is that? And I was talking about sickness and disease. Because I could go to the hospital all the time and declare healing over people. And they still be clicking to an IV. They still be on the medicine. They still be in the hospital bed. They still have the symptoms. Why? Because that's what they're claiming. That's what they're claiming. See, God never said, and we going to have what each other say over us. No, he said, you're going to have whatsoever you say over you. So the key is, and the goal is to get each other to say what he said, period. That's why he's only moved by his words alone. He said the power of life and death is in the tongue. So I can't speak nothing about death. Oh, I'm going to see that just like everybody else who has. There are no exceptions. I cannot sit here and say, and I'll be a hypocrite. I wouldn't even be a child of God being aware I am if I say that God called any of us home due to what he sent Christ here to take care of once and for all. I believe that much that Christ came and finished it that I don't have to really curry it. I don't care what you say, doctor. Matter of fact, you can't tell me that because that's not even in my heart for you to even think to even say that out your mouth concerning me. That's why I never get a bad report because that's not even in my heart to even think. 
in my mind to even speak, in my soul to even carry, to even consider you say something like that to me. So I'm not even going to put myself in a situation to even give you the right to think you can. Checking my body. No, I already been checked. Seriously. Sometimes we go there looking forward to hearing or being nervous not to hear, which is looking forward to hearing what we don't want to hear. Well, I have to get my breast checked because they said this age I can get cancer. See, now you're considering what you can't, ooh, what you can't get, what you don't have to have. I'm about to get up. Come on, come on, come on. I'm not saying don't go to your mammograms, ladies. What I'm saying is you go with a different expectation. You go be an example. It would never happen to me. Or anybody else would have received what I'm saying, received my reality. How about I change the doctor's way of living around? That you don't even have to practice this practice. Because guess what? It's not going to no longer go into an effect. And isn't that greater worth? Now, I can't do that all by myself, now can I? Look how many women here. And many of you don't even know my name. Many of you don't have any, not even aware I'm here. But yeah, I know something so powerful like that. And I'm walking in demonstrations of power like that. See how powerful it is to spread the news like that? Come on, guys, with your prostate. For real, for real. Many of us scared to get old. See, like, bones get dry. When you get old, your knees gonna hurt, your back gonna get out. Who said that? Who said that? Because I'm not gonna be an example of all that being a lie. I'm not even polite. Who said that? I can't believe God said to me, do you want me to keep your womb open? Whoa. You mean never close it? Never closing it. Do you want to always be open while you're here? Uh, <laughs> Kanisha, do you want your womb open? See, let me tell you guys something. I see three men on the ground, on a lunch break, eating out of buckets because they at work. That's how much they working on the clock. Taking a five minute break and then go work. And the thing about it is, it's not about a different race. Many of us say the Hispanic culture, they come in and take over. They do. No, it's not that. It's that they're sacrificing. They don't mind sacrificing for their family. They don't. And they have many, many kids. And it'd be many family members in one home. And guess what? No matter what they're doing inside the four walls of their home, they're still in there together, getting along the best way they got. Now, we don't have to live that way. I get it to each his own. But I'm looking at these three men sitting under a tree, eating out of a bucket on a 10 minute break because they do this almost every day and they work it over the clock, on the clock. But many of us say, I don't want you to work at McDonald's. That's beneath me. But you don't have no other job done, brother. Or any other brother from another mother. Always want to start up high and don't even have nothing to even prove that you can do anything low. Don't even want to lower our attitude and our you understand ourselves to lift up our families, at least put something on the table, but we waiting for the big voila, which never going to come like that. Dada. You understand? Think these men will be tired? Getting up four in the morning. Some of them just stay out there 24 seven. That's what it seemed like. Go to a Home Depot. Hello. Walls painting, gutting, landscaping, plumbing. Come on, someone. I don't care. Cut grass. I don't care. Cook food. It's so close. 
I don't care. They would do anything. Clean crap out of a toilet. And many of us like Shereen doing that and don't even have no income coming in. Want to be at an office but only type five words per minute. Come on, this went somewhere else. <laughs> Hallelujah. So to the testimonies, they give God praise whenever we do. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to continue to do what? Testify. Right? Testify. What did God do for you that it can help somebody else? I didn't want to talk about no divorce. That's one thing I didn't want to talk about and look at God regarding it. I'm like, God, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that, God. And look how it blessed so many people. Not even just that, but just, you know, being Christ-like. I can never get in a fight. Now, would I hold your hands to stop you from hitting me? Yes, I will. I won't even put you in a headlock. No, I won't. It's not even funny because I know I won't. No matter what anyone do to me, my son, my mother, I would not be violent because I'm like Christ and I'm not playing with that. I don't want to say I want to be like Christ. I am like Christ. But when it comes to something that's dear to me, I'm acting like Satan. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for you. To be humble, even on the road. Someone cut you off, push you down. It's okay. Go ahead. Get over. Have a great day. You know, I used to get so angry at myself back in the day. Why you let people just... Why are you being so nice to people who be mean to you? Why? Why can't you be mean back? And God said, because it's not in you. It's not in me. I don't want it in me. Now, there were plenty of times that I had to really repent. You know, but I'm not a violent person. But sometimes you can just sit there and have somebody keep plucking, plucking, plucking. And you're like, that's it. And there have been plenty of times I did that and I cried. I apologized. And then some people think because you apologizing that you were really wrong when they were dead wrong. But we don't focus on all that. Can somebody punch you in your face and you still show them the love of Christ? Now, why would your answer be, <laughs> then that's not Christ's life. So who are we being like? Because there's no being like majority of the time. It's either we are or we're not. It's not saying to accept bad things to happen to you. No, it's that you don't become entangled with the bad things that come your way, my way. Can you tell somebody who hates you, I love you? Can you love somebody from a distance and not call them up and tell them about themselves? Because they just called and told you. Can you be glad about a present you get that's probably $5 and you spent 50 some things we do, they hurt people's feelings. Like this game, what's the name of it called? I don't know, but I'm going to come against that game. I, I At first I thought it was fun, but 
God dealing with me right now is not fun. It's, it's called an elephant game or something. It's like you don't tell what you bought. Everybody put their gifts on the table. You don't put your name on it. Every gift has a number, and every person given a number. They call your number. You go up there and pick the gift that has the number on it, and you have an opportunity to even receive that gift or turn it down. And if everybody gets a gift, you have an opportunity to steal that gift from somebody else. They can take the gift that you have that they want. That's a very bad game. It costs a lot of chaos. And you know what it also does? It causes people feelings to be hurt. Because if I buy like a candle and you buy an air fryer, somebody's going to say, I don't want that candle. But somebody went somewhere and did their best. Like they're going to really like this. And to watch someone put their gift down and they don't even know it's your gift that they just put down. But you know because you know what you bought. Don't that hurt. And you're like, I bought a good gift. I want to do something good. Because if you're doing a gift exchange, you're not going to do nothing cheesy because you're going to be called out on the gift you bought. And you don't want to be like that. I see necklace. Ooh, I see two gold necklaces. One gold, one silver. I wouldn't wear them both at the same time. That's one thing I don't do. <laughs> wear gold and silver at the same time. No father. Which one is it? The gold? I like gold, but I'm being surrounded by silver. <laughs> we do silver. I do silver. I like the silver one. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to do both because these rings that I have, they're silver. And someone looked at my rings and was like, you better stop. This one's from London and this one's from France. Yeah. You could tell the one that's from London because how it's made, the bar is made. Their rings are made different. The bar is. But anyway, thank you for the necklace, God. Thank you for the grapes. Thank you. I get it. Thank you for the increase. I remember, I'm going to testify the rest. I remember times I was so hungry because I spent all my money on all kinds of things. And I mean, like things that's necessary, car note, car insurance, rent, son, child care. And his dad helped, but it still was like, it was a lot. You know, we didn't get no help for no, there's no system because we made too much. And I never forget in times I was like, I am starving. And I thank God my son was like, you know, didn't you say that God always prepare a way? I'm telling you. One day, I never thought it would get, it got that point, to, you know, that point in my life where I had to think about what I wanted to eat for dinner to go to bed. I never been through that before. And if, if anyone that know me knows that, be like, girl, I would have go upside your head for not calling us. And it's not that. See, sometimes God will have you not to say anything to see it through because it builds you up. It's not about being secretive all the time. Sometimes God wouldn't lead you to say anything because he's the one going to really come through for you in that way. Sometimes he used people and sometimes he just want to be the one to have you walk right into what's right in front of you. And sometimes before we go through a breakthrough, it seems so hard before it get better. And I used to work with kids and people and I was working with at the time, they would just throw away food. And I was like, I'm so hungry. Oh, my God. I could eat out the trash. I was so hungry. 
And I had coworkers that would just order food and throw it in the trash because they had it sitting out. Didn't even touch it. I'm like, oh, God, Father, please. I'm hungry. I was so hungry. This was during the transition when I was left for two weeks with just me and my son. My car was gone. My money was gone. And my cell phone was gone. So it was just me and my son walking the streets trying to figure out what am I going to do. And that was nothing but God. And I was like, oh my goodness. We rode the bus to where I figured out something. And all of a sudden we had to stop. And this woman ordered all this food and just sat it there beside us. And I was like, did she mean to do this? Did she mean to do this? She didn't even want it. She don't even know why she ordered it. And who knows, maybe she ordered because she seen me and my son. Because sometimes you look like what you don't want to look like. You don't want to look like you're in distress. And sometimes you can look like, especially if you have a child who may be looking like, you know, okay, this is a situation where mom and son need some help. You can tell when you look at people, okay, they need some help. You know? And I just thank God for that. I thank God that no more, you know, alcohol abuse. I thank God no more tripping out, thinking that this is this and this is that. I thank God no more assuming. I thank God no more victimizing. And one thing I can say to you guys, what I'm really thankful, uh, thankful for, no more sitting in my car with one foot out the window, drinking and smoking and asking God not to give up on me. I never forget that. God said, talk to you guys about a fight. Oh God, I was in a fight. <laughs> This was years ago. This man, he gave me a, a, a necklace. I said, I can't take that. I'm a married woman. I don't, I'm not going to take that necklace. And so the big mistake I did was I went and told the man I was married to. This man wanted to give me a necklace, but I, I didn't want to take it. Oh, my goodness. You talk about blowing something out of proportion. He went straight to the man. The man has a woman. You try to give my wife. Oh, you try to give her wife? I said, oh, I shouldn't even say nothing. I asked you not to say anything. I thought I can trust you. And guess what? He began to team up with the man woman. Oh, when you guys got something going, he gave you a necklace. I'm like, why did I tell you that? I could have been wearing it. You don't even know where it came from. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So guess what, guys? One day we were working at a flea market and, you know, selling things. Do you know? I went to the liquor store 
And I was walking up the cut behind, no need to mention where I was. <laughs> and I see this woman with an axe in her hand. <laughs> and she said, I'm about to go get this B-I-T-C-H. And I said, oh, oh, she wants to be violent. Okay. So she put the axe down and she kept talking trash. And I'm like, you know, my son is sitting there. We, My son inside the car. I'm in the car. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not in this. I'm not for this today. And I'm looking at the man I married. How can you sit there and start all this bull crap? You was nothing but drama. You couldn't just sit there and hear and be glad you got a wife that wouldn't do nothing like that behind your back. And now you're going to side with the lady and say, oh, now we both doing something wrong, me and the man. And the man looking like, that's what you get for saying something. Shouldn't even told him. So I'm looking like, this will happen when you be honest. So he began to say, the man I married, he began to go and tell around. She slept with him behind my back. They like, yeah, we ain't believing that. She ain't that type of woman. We already know. You know what I'm saying? We already know she's not like that. But the thing is, the way how he just went about doing it, I was like, how you you feel like that? I'm telling you, it was so bad. And this lady kept calling me all kinds of bees, walking past me. Because we worked for the same company. Well, the guy I married was working for the same company. The guy she was, you know, with was working. So we all out there. We got a whole crowd of people out there. Like a flea market. And she kept saying, yeah, you know, this and that. Every time she walked past and I'm like, you know what? Let me go somewhere else. So I went somewhere and I called my mom. I said, I don't want to get into trouble, but this lady really asking for it. She said, stay where you are. Don't trip. But I didn't tell my mother I was drinking. I left that part out because she would have said, uh-uh, come over here because you're drinking. No, nope, I was drinking while I was talking to her. So once I finished my last drink, I thought guzzled it. I said, oh, ready. Let me go back over there. And I dare her say something else. So I'm going towards my car. My son over there in the car, you know, playing with his toys. Window down, you know, stuff like that. You know, the guy I'm married right there beside working. And all of a sudden she said, yeah, you little bee and got in my face. I said, that's it. I put my purse down in my car. I punched her in the face. I grabbed her, she fell, and I stomped her out. And her boyfriend pulled her up off the ground and said, see, look what happened. Look what your mouth did. Now you look like an idiot for everybody. And this old lady came to me and said, now you know better than that. Your son is out here, people out here, you know you don't live like that. She came out of nowhere and said that to me. And I, I just got convicted so bad that I started crying like, I'm sorry. I stooped to that level. I shouldn't have. I apologized. They was like, no apology to us. She kept playing with you. And once the night was over, everybody got paid and all that. We couldn't stop laughing at that incident. Like, yo, yo. <laughs> Man, <laughs> like, what we just see here? What did we just notice? What we just encounter here? 
And I seen that lady again the next day. I'm in a liquor store. So she wants a round two. Like, I want a rematch. Of course. That's how I felt. Of course. Then I thought about the old lady. No, let me just keep going. And she bumped me in line. I said, oh, no, no. God said, keep walking, keep walking. I kept walking. God said, I want you to go to her and apologize for assaulting her. Even though she was disrespecting you, she didn't put her hands on you. Go apologize because you put your, she could press charges on you. Go apologize. I went to apologize. I don't want to hear that. Do you know who I am? Better read these tattoos. I was like, okay, okay. That didn't go so well, God. So I'm going to go back in the car. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go well at all, God. That made matters worse. But God said, at least you apologize. And people wasn't helping. They were in, in, instigating, excuse me. Like, dang, you know what happened? Just trying, just to get her upset. And I was like, this is not my cup of tea. I don't even belong over here. Why am I even here? Why am I even living like this? This not even living. Why am I drunk like this? Why am I waking up drinking? I don't do this. Why am I drinking for breakfast? And then throwing up everything at night. Spent the whole day drinking. Why am I doing this? Why am I smoking these cigarettes like that? Why am I twisted every day like this? I'm telling you. I thank God that I never got pulled over from drinking and driving. I thank God for that. So I just share my testimonies. I want you to share your testimonies with somebody else to bless them. Do you know the bolder, the more glory God receives? Because you are denying the reasons why we don't become bold. You're not afraid of rejection. You're not afraid what people say. You're not a people pleaser. You're just free. Never forget that. Greater is he who's in us than he's in the world. I love you.